You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. We tend to see patterns in our life emerge over and over again, especially when it comes to dating. Does it seem like every relationship goes the same way and ends the same way? Well, this week on Carly's Couch, we're talking about dating differently. Hola, como estas? Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're doing well. I'm feeling pretty good. How are you, Carly? Pretty good. I feel um, restful and kind of energized for the last quarter of the, or I guess the last month of the year, technically. Not even Mm -hmm. quarter, but the last month. Yeah, I'm super rested. I feel like we basically had like a week and a half of weekend just now with the holidays, with Thanksgiving. Um, And that tends to be like the time that it cruises into like a little bit more of like chill Um, kind of focusing on, you know, your own stuff instead of trying to set meetings and do this and do that. Um, So it is an interestingly calm and energizing time of year for sure. Yeah, I mean, and my birthday's coming up, so this is obviously my favorite time of the year. The holidays, my birthday, getting all cozy. Have you always liked your birthday being around the holidays? I feel like for a lot of people it's kind of whack. Man, people <laughs> just be trying to slide with those Christmas presents. Do they really? Don't though? be that person. They really do. Uh, yeah, not like my close friends and stuff. But like I remember when I was little, my aunties and uncles used to try to make that slide, and I'd be uh, like, Nah, we not about to do that. Uh, yeah, everybody smart. else gets to. But also, um, it's hard planning birthday things around Christmas because everybody has family plans, and so. Mm. It's like my birthday stuff has to be fluid if I want, you know, people to be able to attend. And it's mm-hmm. always been like that. Like even when I was little, you know, families would fly out. And so it's like, oh, birthday party, no birthday party. <laughs> so it has like its pros and cons, but it's still like my favorite time of year. So what do you have planning in the plans for this year? I am doing because um, I hate birthday dinners. I just I abhor them. Like I don't you don't get to talk to nobody. There's a whole thing. But um <laughs> Yeah, so I don't really like those. So I was like, well, what do I actually like? Like, not what's expected, but what do I enjoy? And I was like, oh, I really like, you know, adventuring and spending time with people that I love, but maybe on a smaller scale basis. And so, for example, um, you and I will probably go on an adventure once I figure out a couple and we can figure that out. Um, Want to do like a little getaway for my actual birthday. And I'm looking at like Temecula or Catalina or um, a couple of other like staycation places around Ojai, Joshua Tree. And then other friends like, you know, Kiara and I are going to Disneyland. So, you know, there's a bunch of different little things that I'm doing with all the people that I love. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I just recently found out that there are buffalo on Catalina Island. So I was like, oh, that's something like interesting that you can do there. I don't know if you could see them or what it was exactly. Um, I think I was looking up places where buffalo live, (laughs) which is random. But um, that popped up and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't even know that. so something to think about, sway your, sway your decisions. I was about to say, Catalina might have just jumped up a little <laughs> bit on the list. Yeah, I was fooling around yesterday on Skyscanner. Like, I'm always just trying to be like, man, where can I go just to go somewhere? Um, and I was real close to looking at Bora Bora. <laughs> I found a, um, a ticket for like five something in uh, like around New Year's time, like right at the end of the month. And I was like, I might just do something extra. But then I just came back to reality and um, switched it up so to be in the U.S. Plus, I don't know where my passport is. I'm still waiting for it to come back. But it should be back in a minute, uh, hopefully. But, yeah, traveling is fun and planning travel is fun. I love it so much. And I really wanted to be in New Orleans for my birthday. 
Um, but I think I'm going to save that trip because I also don't mm-hmm. like rushing things and trying to cram things in. And it just feels a lot less stressful to mm-hmm. be kind of close for it. But New Orleans is also a good place to go for like a weekend or for like yeah. a couple of days. So like too much of that food and you'd be like, all right, this is where's the regular <laughs> food at? Like, can I get a vegetable? Um, but a couple of days would be nice. And it's nice and warm there throughout the year. So. Yeah, so no, we're still hanging yeah. on there. Depending <laughs> on how I'm feeling that day, I've also always wanted to um, just go to the airport and like pack a bag and like be like, mm. all right, what's the cheapest ticket to somewhere I haven't been and go somewhere I've never been? Yeah, I don't know how you do that anymore exactly. Um, yeah, because you still go to the airport and you'd be sitting there looking online, but well, I, I guess it's still a thing. You, you can, can go do. to a ticket counter mm-hmm. and buy and tickets. just be talking to them. Yeah, because I saw also that um, sometimes. Prices that aren't shown, like you, if you go to the place and you mm-hmm. know where you're going, sometimes there's a discount at ticket at the ticket counter the same day mm-hmm. or something. So, mm-hmm. well, that that would be interesting. Um, I think I know one friend who's done that. So, sounds like you have a lot of options. <laughs> um, uh, when are you gonna decide? You have what two and a half weeks? Three yeah, weeks? I I mean it'll happen. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I would just look at how much it costs to get to different places and then just pick some or see who could go and, and pick something. Um, but today we are talking about dating. Um, and I just I kind of just thought it was interesting because the first thing I thought about was in my mind was like thinking about different cycles and patterns. Um, our podcast, we talk a lot about breaking different patterns and or like starting new habits and you know, like kind of knowing yourself so you can do things differently. So I just started kind of thinking about um, dating, how like a lot of times, and you can tell me if you agree or not, but it feels like it ends up, it's like the same thing happening over and over with different people is what it feels like a lot of times. And I just kind of wanted to explore that and think about that. Like, what is it that keeps happening over and over? How can we identify that for ourselves? And Um, What are some of the things that can help us understand ourselves better in that regard? And then, like, how can we kind of try to do some things differently just to see if we get a different outcome? Yeah, I think so, Um, because no matter who you're dating, you are always the one in the relationship. And so um, there might not be. It might be less patterns about the other person or maybe there is a pattern, right, that you like, like attract a certain person or are, are attracted to a certain person. But I notice a lot of patterns in myself in dating and like no matter how different the people are, certain things always come up and I'm like, oh shit, that's me. That really ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. That's a me thing. Yeah, and that's an interesting thing to bring up as well that like the partners may be different and they have their differences, but it kind of really is like our approach and how we think about things that kind of maybe dictates things going one way or the other, but it still kind of is based on our own um, our own actions. So um, the first thing, if you want to, try something different or if you want something to be different because maybe you're like you know what this just happened because of that that was a separate case you know maybe you're fine and maybe you are a secure person who is just dating and hasn't found the right person that's fine but if you do kind of feel intrigued thus far even though we haven't gotten into it yet um about dating and you're like yeah what I do kind of want to do something different um then that is the first step to want to do something different Um, because for me, I think it took me a long time to even realize I had certain patterns. I, um, I just thought, you know, okay, my, I I was scared because I felt like every two years is how long I could last, like being in a relationship with somebody. Um, and then outside of like thinking about a relationship, even with dating, it, it was fine, but I just never was really like all the way sucked in or kind of fills it off or whatever. And I just didn't realize there were certain patterns, but there's a couple of big ones that I recognized. And for me, A is not being very clear 
or like open about what you want. Um, of, of course, I'm going to come across like uh, I don't really care or nonchalant if I have my guard to a certain place or if I'm not really clear on like what I want to do or not open about that, which then would turn into kind of the whole dating just kind of turning into like, all right, we're just doing this for fun. Like it's not even that serious. But then if I really liked them and I wasn't really expressing that in a way, I found out later in a couple of instances they were like, well, you didn't act like you wanted to, you didn't really care or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, so, so I have to actually act like I care and not just, you know, wait for things to go a certain way. So I kind of, that's one of the things. Um, and I just kind of realized like a lot of times I needed something that I was working for. So I wanted to feel like I was working for something. Um, and so I noticed certain patterns in the way I approach relationships because of that. And then it's like, well, if you always need something to work for, that means you always need a problem or, you know, you always need something to like be figuring out or to help with or whatever. And so those are just a couple of my like top things that popped up over time that at least just kind of helped me to recognize if I'm starting to think that way or maybe do things in that direction. Um, is there any patterns or any things that you think about, Carly, in your um, dating relationships that come to mind? Yeah, um, I really have, like, if I look back, I really enjoy being, like, needed by people. Um, and I realize that that comes from various trauma, you know, whatever. Um, and, like, that's part of abandonment. If somebody needs you, then they're less likely to abandon you. So, obviously, that's something that I enjoy. Um, in that case, I kind of like put people on a pedestal and like find myself like over giving, over loving, doing too much, like doing things that people don't ask for. But then getting upset if I feel unappreciated or, you know, whatever. And it becomes like this vicious cycle. But like that's probably the most glaring thing if I look back at my relationships. Mm -hmm. And that sounds in general like um, things that kind of also correlated with being a people pleaser. Um, and so if you know that you fall into that kind of camp of being a people pleaser, um, and or maybe a perfectionist, certain things like that, you may tend to have more of an anxious uh, relationship style, which is kind of um, what it sounds like we're both um, alluding to for the most part. Um, so one thing to do thinking about your patterns is like, look at your own history. Um, think about some things that you see pop up every time when you're in a relationship. So some of them, Carly said the first one, um, overexerting. If you're feeling like you're the one doing everything. If you start to feel like, man, I'm, am I doing too much? Like if you have those kind of questions or if you feel like you wish you could get more out of the other person, um, that's a pattern that correlates with a particular attachment style. Mm -hmm. um, another one is not opening up or not like being vulnerable with people and then maybe like feeling disconnected or like the relationship isn't going anywhere, but you're also like not opening up. So this puts your partner in a position where they like might not know what you want or that they can't really feel connected to you. So if you look at your relationships and see that, that could be a thing as well. Yeah. Another pattern you may have is rushing into relationships that are overly focused on the physical. Um, if you're leading with sex, rushing via sex, if maybe um, you really, you send a lot of nudes all the time, like that's really how you kind of use as a glue to keep things together. That could be a pattern. Mm -hmm. could be insecurity driven um, where you feel like you have to control somebody or if you're not able to control them, it makes you kind of go crazy because you're like, oh, God, they might be doing this or they could be whatever. So if you notice that you lead with insecurity, that's important. Mm -hmm. Two other things that Carly um, and I both alluded to and said earlier, if you put people on a pedestal, um, you can notice that like all of a sudden you're with this person like 
they can do no wrong or you want to impress them or you're, you're thinking too much about like what they think or care or need or whatever. And then also kind of going along with needing to be needed. So if you, um, if you end up looking for people with a problem to solve, if you want to be that helpful person to help them grow their career or do this or do that or help them understand themselves, and all those things, um, both which are examples of being over-responsible, but it's a pattern that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite of like being Captain save and wanting to help people do that, if you always feel like somebody has to save you or you want people to um, fix your problems or provide for you or help you heal or do all those things for you in relationships, that's that's like I think that's a huge pattern to watch out for another pattern um in how your relationships or dating starts is consider if have they always just come at you first have you been the one to reach out to them is that always the same type of pattern that you're seeing over and over maybe that's something that you can try the opposite of I think a big one that nobody talks about is whenever you feel uncomfortable when a relationship seems healthy or peaceful Um, So if you find yourself addicted to drama or more comfortable when there's chaos happening, that's a huge pattern, a very important one to address. And then another pattern is just what you're drawn to. Are you staying with somebody or looking for particular attributes, whether it's their attractiveness, their job, um, status, things of that nature, um, personality, whatever it is, right? Like if there's certain things that you know you're kind of looking for every time or if you have a list then maybe that's a pattern and we can consider you know how you can vary that list up a little bit more are there any other patterns that you can think of that maybe we didn't mention or big things Mm, I'm sure there's a lot more um because I definitely recognize that a lot of the ones we mentioned have to do with more of an anxious attachment style um if you find yourself running from folks we kind of mentioned that like if there's if there's not a certain drama or if they they do express that they care about you express and then you decide you want to run away. Um, that could be a pattern. There could be a pattern to, um, how you commit, if you commit, you know, why you feel like you can't commit things of that nature. Um, and there may be patterns to how you showcase this person or, um, show them that you care. There's just, there's lots of things. So I would say like, in different respects of like how you meet, how you, you know, continue things, how you show interest, um, how you have conflict, all of those things. Um, you can kind of look at your different relationships and just see what commonalities you find. So that's the first thing I would do and like kind of write some of those things down so you can kind of get a better picture of yourself. And from there, you've mentioned attachment styles a couple times and specifically like an anxious attachment style. Um, what is an attachment style? Yeah, your attachment styles um, have to do with the way you perceive and like deal with relationships. Um, It's rooted in your upbringing, your life experiences. So it's not just a thing like just because of how your parents, you know, showed you they loved you or whatever, which we talk about often. Um, But it, it is kind of becomes like an ingrained way that we are that we deal with relationships with other people and and that we deal with different people. It's why, you know, you, if you have a particular style, you probably tend to certain other styles. Um, or like, for example, you see all the time, like people who, um, seem like they're a little over the top with like relationships or love tend to be with people who are very like more nonchalant or it's like, you're all, you're always hear a girlfriend talking about how like, 
she's trying to get more out of somebody um instead of it being like two people who are kind of in a more neutral state um a good resource for learning about attachment styles is a book called attached and it's by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. And I read that book last year in 2021 sometime. Um, Dr. Sandra Espinoza, who we've had as a guest, she recommended it. No, she actually got it for me. She got it for me and sent it to me. Um, and I read it and it was really good because it also has kind of the science to it. In the book, it has some um, like checklist of things to figure out your style, checklist of actions to be like, to learn your partner style. So, you know, like instead of you just trying to like assume like, Oh, they don't be answering my text fast. So they're this or that. It's like a variety of kind of questions. So you can really think about like, how do people act and what does that probably mean? Um, and then it talks just about like dangerous combinations of attachment styles, as well as, you know, once you've identified yourself now, like where do you go from there? Um, so there's three attachment styles. And so we'll, we'll tell you what those three are now. So hopefully you can kind of see which boat you've probably fall into. Um, but if you can't tell just off of these styles and there can be kind of, um, what do you call it? Like mixes sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're, they are kind of rare and you can use that book attached to like really fill out something. Or I'm sure if you maybe Google what's my attachment style, there's probably some quizzes, things like that. Um, so there's three different ones, anxious, secure, and avoidant. And so the anxious attachment style is you love to be very close to your romantic partner and have the capacity for great intimacy. Uh, you often fear, however, that your partner does not wish to be as close as you would like them to be. Your relationships tend to consume a large part of your emotional energy, and you tend to be very sensitive to small fluctuations in your partner's moods and actions. And although your senses are often accurate, you take your partner's behaviors too personally. You experience a lot of negative emotions within the relationships and get very easily upset. And as a result, you tend to act out and say things that you later regret. If the other person provides a lot of security and reassurance, however, you are able to shed much of your preoccupation and feel content. And then a secure attachment style is being warm and loving in a relationship being natural for you. So you enjoy being intimate without becoming overly worried about your relationships. You take things in stride when it comes to romance. You don't easily get upset um, over relationship matters and you effectively communicate your needs and feelings to your partner and are strong at reading your partner's emotional cues and responses to them. You can regulate your emotions. You share your successes and problems with your mate and you're able to be there for them in times of need. And then avoid it. It is very important for you to maintain your independence and self-sufficiency, and you often prefer autonomy to intimate relationships. Although you do want to be close to others, you feel uncomfortable with too much closeness and tend to keep your partner at an arm's length. You don't spend too much time worrying about your romantic relationships or being rejected. You tend not to open up to your partners, and they often complain that you are emotionally distant. In relationships, you are often on high alert for signs of control or impingement on your territory by your partner. So that is anxious, secure, and avoidant. So let us know which one you feel that you might be. Um, Carly, what are you thinking after reading them? Um, I haven't read the book, and I want to, so now I'm excited about that. But I would say <laughs> I think I'm, like, between anxious and secure, but I definitely started anxious, mm -hmm. like, absolutely. Okay. Um, for me, I am more on the anxious camp, and then a second for me is avoidant. But my thing is, and this is what it, it would be for a lot of people, is that I'm anxious, uh, more anxious with people who are avoidant. 
And then I'm more avoidant with people who are secure. Um, like if they're doing too much, then I need a certain amount of space. Like, you know how it is in some relationships where it's like, if you're doing too much, then they kind of be like, oh, let me back up a little bit. Um, but if you're like, all right, fine, like, let me just not talk to you, whatever, and you give them space, then they kind of start coming towards you. Um, so there's always, like, this certain amount of space in the relationship, and it's, like, kind of a big game instead of two people just kind of being in a, in a center kind of space. Um, but definitely I'm, I'm more on the anxious side, which a lot of people – may not necessarily expect or especially like when I start dating people like there is always like oh you're actually this and that versus you know because I'll be more uh, open and mushy and loving where I might not come across all the way like that just you know from the outside Um, so think about which patterns you have and which attachment style you have and um, I'm kind of connecting this with attachment styles because depending on that style it kind of dictates certain patterns that you might have um so now let's think about how we can change some of those patterns and I don't even necessarily think like all the patterns are bad per se but it is important to recognize how they can affect your relationship and I think it's always cool to challenge yourself to just can I react differently or can I try something different just to see what happens yeah that's huge um Mm-hmm. So to get into, um, sorry, I had to sip some water. Um, so to get into some of the patterns and like what we can maybe do kind of differently, one of the most important things to remember, and this is like really hard, I think, because it kind of challenges the whole thing from the top, is don't, what we just talked about, don't do that. Don't try to play the role of the opposite style. We do this all the time. Um, so for example, I'm an anxious attachment person, and so I'm with somebody who I know as soon as I stop talking to them, they're gonna now they're gonna show me something. So I play kind of tough, and you know I want to respond quickly when they text me, things like that. That's really something that it's hard not to do, but don't do it. Like challenge yourself not to switch up in order to kind of get the reaction that you want. And I say that because it still leads to you being attracting the wrong type of person. And I feel like this is what you see a lot of as a response um, or an answer in like blogs. And when you read about relationships and how to get them to come back to you and how to get a guy to like you by not acting interested and not doing this and not doing that. And yet what you're really doing is attracting an avoidant person that now you're going to be having to play that game, like the whole entire relationship. And so as easy as that is, because that is easy to do in the moment, um, and I've been in relationships like that where I'm like, I know as soon as I like just chill, like they're going to, you know, start doing all these things. And then as soon as I try to get back to a loving state and be myself, then it it just goes back and forth. Um, so it's so super, super pointless. Um, and you're only going to attract what you what you know and what you really don't want. And I think that's also important, too, is like instead of like matching energy or kind of being manipulative, because that's kind of what that is, mm-hmm. like acting out of character to get what you want from someone. But like you gonna be tired, dog. You don't want to have to live your life trying to act like something that you're not. I feel like that's an indicator for me, at least at my big age right now is like, you know, any place where I feel like I can't be myself, I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like my attachment style, I'm not saying that like, if I'm super unhealthy, you know what I'm saying? If, well, they need to be here. No, if I'm healthy and doing my work and they still don't, you know, receive love the way I do and we can't work it out, then that's somewhere I just don't need to be. Yeah. But this is something that happens so easily and often too, because like, again, because of those other attributes we talked about where it's like, well, we, we want to work for, we want to earn it. We want to, um, 
you want to feel like certain feelings and desire or whatever. And so it, it's really easy to like play that game. But to what Carly's saying, play into your actual attachment style. So that's why like understanding it and knowing it is helpful because it's like, you know what? I actually want somebody who's going to communicate with me that they care about me or that there's going to do this or that, or this is the things that I would like to see. Um, to actually be more open and just communicate that now gives people an opportunity to say, oh, okay, like they will do that or they show that or they won't. And like being okay with, you know, stepping away and, and not like trying to play yourself with it. Um, speaking up is hard. It's so hard. Bruh. It is because for whatever reason, like it's like we're always more worried about losing the wrong thing than getting the right thing. Um, but Carly also alluded to like, as you get older too, it's just like, eh, like, what, what am I doing this for? And that's really when you start to notice when you are doing it and, and catching those patterns. And for all of y'all who listen, you know, I'm assuming y'all are on y'all self-aware in this journey like we are. And so you, you start to notice whenever you're not being yourself or pushing yourself out or playing a game or like longing for things and, yeah, it's just an indicator to kind of tune back in and be aware of those patterns. Um, yeah. Yeah, challenge yourself to be authentic to your style. So, again, like, with the attachment styles, it's a little different than what we see online and here because we're not trying to accommodate for another style, but we are trying to get to a little bit more of a secure um, area. So knowing that I'm anxious, anxious attachment can mean also things like this. Like when I'm getting an urge to be like, oh, where is he at? Maybe I should call him. Let me text him. Let me, you know, like maybe doing, starting to do a little too much. I can stop and like be like, nah, I don't, I don't need to do any of that. Um, and either A, like I can think about if I may be doing too much or B, just like try to distract myself, do something else. Just just literally just don't do that thing. Don't over try to over communicate with the person. Um, and then what happens like they kind of hit you up and then it's like, oh, I was at playing golf or like, you know, whatever. Um, and then every time I do that, every time I resist the urge to like do too much with a, like over um, trying to get their attention or respond to them or whatever. Like, it's always just some nothing. Um, and then if it's not, then you deal with that also accordingly. But, like, it's not necessarily that, yes, you have needs where you do want to be a little more assured because of your attachment style. But you're working towards, you know, let me try to show that there's a little bit more security there. Yeah, I love challenging and doing something different and also questioning why you do things. Um, like, you know, why are you about to do this thing or call them or question them on this thing? And and if it is something that's, you know, just soothing your insecurities or your anxiety or something, maybe you try to do that yourself. But if it's not, then that's when you can learn to advocate for your needs. I think um, something else you mentioned is important is kind of knowing your, par your partner's attachment style mm. um, and seeing how that can be helpful in relationships. Yeah, because I think that even if you're not secure, if they are secure or if they're avoidant or if they're anxious or whatever, at least understanding that now you also might look at it differently when you open your phone and there's 20 texts. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, OK, they're feeling uh, a little insecure right now or I know they're anxious attachment. So, hey, babe, I'm so sorry. I should I should have texted you when I was doing X, Y, Z and I was here. And my, I apologize. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can be now a little bit more loving and a little bit more understanding of it. Um, if you're kind of in a more secure place, um, if you're avoiding what that would do is. I'd be like, yeah, I'm kind of good on you. <laughs> um, 
or maybe that might push you away or or if you notice that like like oh this is really annoying to me right now um but i've been in both cases and like even in the case where i'm getting annoyed by somebody i let you know what i started to do is be like yeah this is kind of annoying me because i feel like you're blah 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 blah. or like you know i just kind of express like how i'm thinking and the interesting thing about that is again just being more genuine and communicating a little more uh, it's actually been so interesting that the more I communicate with a person about like, yeah, I'm noticing this and I don't really like that. Or I kind of prefer X, Y, Z or whatever the, I've had this other person, um, be like, Oh, okay. Like I, that makes sense. Or I didn't think about it like that or, okay, bet there's something I could try to do better. And I was like, Oh shoot. Like niggas <laughs> actually listen sometimes if you actually just say something like, Hmm, maybe this person is actually secure because instead of them avoiding me expressing my needs, um, or instead of them being overly anxious, cause like they are always like, Oh, well, I just want to give you some space or whatever, which sometimes I pissed off. It's like, no, I don't know if what's happening. Like I don't want to hit you all the time. Anyway. Um, then that, that's maybe a person actually being secure and, Oh, I actually care about your concerns. Let me listen to you and not be Odie attacked, which I, I didn't even express things as, in that way either. Right. That's another thing. Like, I don't try to express things really crazy. I'm just like, yeah, I just want to let you know this, how this kind of made me feel. Um, so even coming from both sides in that way, it just, it feels like, Oh, you get more of like the strength to know you could be authentic and the strength to know, like, Oh, I can actually talk to this person. Um, which then can get kind of scary because then you get into the whole, like you said, like, oh, man, am I going to get bored or what's going on here because we want some more drama than that. Um, but imagine actually being with somebody who cares about what you're requesting. That is a game changer and so cool in relationships whenever you are brave enough to just say the thing and then they do the thing. Mm-hmm. Like life changing. Like, oh, wow, I've been missing this the entire mm-hmm. time. And if not, it's probably the wrong person. But if it is, it's like, oh, wow. Like if they make the changes, like, wow, mine is blown. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more it's like not hard or mm. or it's kind of like, oh, OK, like now I see what's going on here. And now it's like, so don't want to stay here. I don't want to move or do I want to what? And I don't know, it just gives people more agency when you're more honest um, to do what you want to do. Because, I, I mean, I've had people have certain conversations with me about me, too. So it's just like, all right, do I want to change that or do I not? And, like, just be open about all of that. Um, but the biggest key in your patterns is that you're look what you're looking for. So really, you want to meet somebody who is secure. That That's, like, the biggest thing that you want to do. Um, the worst thing that we can do if we're anxious is to date somebody who is avoidant. Um, and that sucks because you may look back and like, dang, that's everybody. Or even right now who you're dating, like, man, that's kind of them. But like literally that is the thing that we're trying to avoid. Why is that? Um, because they're the complete opposite of you and they will tap dance on all of your triggers mm-hmm. and everything that hurts you. But then I, it's like, I wonder, it's like, if we know that or you have some sense of awareness, it's like, why do you do that? And it's like, Oh, because you're kind of like coming from this place where you're needing these things. And that's how you kind of get yourself into patterns when you're not aware of them and not paying attention. Um, but it really does become this self-fulfilling prophecy essentially if you don't. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's an avoidant person and you're anxious, you want intimacy. They want distance. You're sensitive to rejection and they're always sending mixed signals. It's like you never know like what's going on. Like, okay, you say you like me, it doesn't act like it, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
you feel like you can't communicate your needs. You're probably scared to communicate your needs. They're bad at reading your cues. So you might be kind of quiet or, you know, getting resentful, whatever. And they're not even like paying attention. Like they don't even understand. Um, what are some other things? Is that you want that reassurance and that mm -hmm. affirmation and they don't do that. That's not really their thing. They're kind of distant or they're not very lovey. They might struggle saying I love you or giving you the confirmation or affirmation you need. And then also it's like, you could express something and know how you feel. And then they're kind of like, they like to keep it in the gray area. Like they don't really want to put a title or they don't, they're not sure. Or it's kind of like, up in like the me air. right now a little bit, <laughs> but it, so, and also, so again, like that's also something is like, if you are with a secure person, it's almost like certain things might be a good sign that if you're starting to feel different than your usual attachment, potentially, potentially like if you're usually anxious, but now you're kind of starting to feel avoidant from this person who doesn't, need you which is what it should be okay then it might be like okay let me challenge this pattern to like spend a little more time um and really absorb like that this person does want some of these things that might be kind of pushing me away because I don't feel like I'm doing what I usually do in a relationship hopefully that wasn't too confusing um in that book attached I, I really recommend that y'all read it um because another thing that they talk about in there is protest behaviors um, protest behaviors are the things that we do um, when we're hoping to get their attention. Um, those things like when we're feeling kind of unsettled. Uh, I mentioned one earlier, like excessive attempts to like hit somebody up or call them or whatever, right? Like that's one of them. Um, so a pattern or some patterns that you can break, again, we can break this down into like what are some of those protest behaviors and then think about uh, how can we curb them, do something different, et cetera there. So the first one, excessive attempts to, uh, to establish contact. Just when you when you feel like going off and you know when it's that this isn't just um, really trying to find the person or whatever, you know, you just kind of trying to see like what's going on. Um, just trying not to do that. Just don't do that. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you notice you always withdraw, <laughs> like maybe mm -hmm. don't do that. Like maybe like stop for a second, but then actually communicate instead of just completely withdrawing yourself or going cold. Yeah, another thing that we, we can fall into the pattern of doing is keeping score. And this is like across a few different ways. Like if you find yourself like paying too close attention to somebody's moves, like you're looking at their likes um, and their tweets and, you know, you're trying to piece things together. Um, you're like, oh, they're not returning my calls in two days. So I'm going to wait two days to return their calls. Um, you know, you're just really paying too close attention to how they're moving. That's keeping score. That's very uh anxious kind of protest behavior and it's and it's kind of manipulative as well like um because you're trying to like match that energy of acting busy ignoring their calls whatever it is that again there's so much game playing that you can stop doing like literally try not to look at any of their stuff outside of the conversations that you guys are having for example oh that's a big one Go ahead that's and write hard that too. down. oh that's just hard because <laughs> you really be trying to see like oh what's going on over here like yeah, but it's trying not, to keep tabs and don't don't do it. You have all that energy could be used so much better somewhere else. And I'm mm. only saying that because I used to be the FBI when it came to stuff. I don't care no more. And they be sloppy too. That's sloppy, the thing. bro. You ain't even got <laughs> to be good. Also, to catch people. Another thing, though, about these protest behaviors uh, and being anxious attachment. Um, one of the biggest things I remember about anxious attachment that we said in that definition is like you're not wrong. A lot of times like you're you're very hyper aware to certain things. And a lot of times you're not wrong. The problem, though, now is that if you're with that person who is always making that flare up, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, you, you just be sloppy. Um, Y'all be sloppy. And, yes, we, you could really tell what's going on. And, yes, if you're anxious, like, 
and you're kind of worried about something and you're FBI, like you're probably right. So all the more reason to be with somebody who's more secure to where their tweets ain't subtweets or, or you're not thinking in that way or you don't have to. If you're more secure, you're not thinking about looking at all their stuff and this and that, right? Like it all connects. But you do be right and they do be sloppy. Continue. 100%. And the big shift is you becoming secure because like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you're right like all the time because even if you do that and you have a secure partner, it's unhealthy and nonsensical. Right. Don't you be right wasting about your time. them being yes. an issue and then yes. now you want to fix the issue and stay around no. blah, 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 instead of, Mm-mm. you know, if you once you see the issue and if you ask about it or you actually communicate about it and then you need to do what you need to do. But you know how we do that's the shift you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's the big shift and that's the shift um some other protest behaviors are acting hostile so rolling your eyes leaving the room slamming stuff like you know kind of going off on them like instead of doing that and reacting like try to stay calm like maybe take mm-hmm. your couple breaths but then re- respectfully listen stop cutting them off like let them talk have a having a like a respectful conversation with somebody and see how different it could be yeah, so I did that too. Um, a big one and a manipulative one again is like doing all that threatening to leave and talking all that big talk and doing all that just because you're hoping they'd be like, no, please don't go, stay. Um, and then I'm, you be mad when they don't. Yeah, I'm real good for being like, all right, bet. Like, it's cause you, and that's bad too because you know that's what they want and so you don't do it. Like how, how sad is that? Instead of being like, I don't know. It's, it kind of feels like you you want me to say this, but like let's talk about what's going on. Like, there's always a better way to communicate about it. But nah, I'm gonna let you as an avoidant person in some cases with somebody who's doing too much. I'm gonna let you do all this performing, and I know exactly what you want, and I'm not gonna give it to you. So they also see that too, and like I don't know, there's just too much, too many games. Yeah, all of it's about manipulation. So it's like if you want their attention, like, or you want to make them feel jealous. So you start posting pictures or start tweeting people you know that kind of bother mm-hmm. them, that like you, <laughs> or you doing all that nonsense. And stuff. you know exactly who that is too. <laughs> and then because you know they're looking at your stuff, so it's like. But also another thing too in this is with this manipulations. A lot of times, what's funny to me, and I, I've done it too, like. A lot of times you're as that anxious person, you like are becoming the victim, but the whole time you also want just as much, if not more control and to manipulate this person and you want them to do things this way and that way. Like that's not, that's not cool. Like you're not really a victim either in participating in all this kind of behavior. Um, So recognize that too. Like this person that you think is like, Oh, they're not this, they're not that. Like now you need to look at your own behavior too and See, like, all right, what is this whole, like, you trying to be a victim, but you're doing too much yourself? I'm so glad you called that out because, yes, people do be trifling. And also, like, it's not okay to be on this side either. Like, there's no justification in either. So just remove yourself and do better on both sides. Mm-hmm. Like we said, like, figure out kind of what side you're on. And now it's just, how can I get a little more center? That's really what we're trying to do. And one of the biggest patterns <laughs> that we can change is to give secure people a chance I know they be boring. <laughs> secure, secure people are kind of boring, and it's, it it blows me because I I don't know how how do you get past this? Like this is the challenge. This is the biggest challenge from both sides. Um, but a person could be right for you, and you're making these impulsive decisions, you know, about if if they're the one or not because things don't feel um, really hot or sparky or. Um, chemistry might not feel like all the way what you're looking for but like a lot of that drama or trauma and all the things that is, is really what we're considering like 
that spark. And that's not what that is. So there's a balance to this though, but this is what I'm trying to figure out currently is like reminding myself like, okay, if I'm, I might start to feel bored, but is that because I'm interpreting this calmness and this lack of drama in the relationship as a lack of attraction or like, is it actually like, Oh, this is actually a safe space. And like, it's just like, it's okay. Um, which means it might not always feel spicy, but it's more secure. Um, so hold out a little longer is all I would say for that. Like if it feels like it might be kind of boring, hold out just a little bit longer, really try to like get to know the person, be curious about the person. Um, but again, like at some points also, it's like, all right, if I'm not, if I'm feeling mad nonchalant about you, and I don't really care either way, then you don't care. You know, like you got to figure out when to move on, but don't immediately be off of somebody just because they actually, you know, treat you well or because they're not blowing you up all day, every day, or, you know, whatever it is that you might be looking for that really signifies not being, uh, not having a secure attachment style. Yeah. Give them a chance. I think you can find secure and spicy. So, Mm -hmm. um, because you know, we're not saying I'm, we're absolutely not saying like settle for somebody who doesn't excite you just because they seem to be secure. Absolutely freaking not. Life is too short. Like absolutely no. But, um, don't be so addicted to the other stuff that you settle for avoiding or anxious just to keep that part. Like, you know, do your own healing and then trust that, you know, if you are self-aware enough that any relationship you're in, you could kind of figure that out, but give them a little bit of time. I don't think they are going to be boring though. Mm-mm. But also, um, as you're on your healing journey, be aware of your ability to misinterpret behaviors and like the pattern of you doing that, of like somebody doing something and you're kind of interpreting a certain way or even looking at your own behaviors in them and catching it. Yeah. If every time somebody does something, you're trying to make that say something about you and how they feel about you, then you're doing too much. Um, <laughs> Forget about the one. There is definitely plenty of people out there who could be good potential partners. Um, if we're trying to always find like this perfect person or, you know, man, nobody like really does the most. Cause in your head you want to jump through all these hoops for you and do this and do that, and do this and do that and all that. And it's not even realistic. Like just, um, just be open to multiple people and never feeling like you have to be locked in just because, you know, one person seems okay. Like let that person go. If they're not the right person, if they're avoidant, like we hang on to stuff for way too long. Um, I think that's one of the unfortunate things about a lot of dating and relationships is like how long we hold on to stuff. That's not right. And when we kind of already know. Um, so yeah, like forget about that. They're only being that one person. Yeah. Because anytime you, do that, you kind of put them on a pedestal too. And then they're separate from you. And it just becomes this power dynamic that's not healthy. So let that go. But know that, you know, expect that you should be treated with love and respect and dignity and you should be heard and your needs should be expected or respected and and heard. Yeah, that's the most important thing. It may seem weird to be like, of course, I expect that. But do you really? Maybe we don't all the time. Um, or maybe you're that person as soon as somebody shows some respect to you, like now you're, you know, you're expecting X, Y, Z and everything over the world. And it's like not that deep either. So it's just I think a lot of this is really just about like slowing down a little bit, um, not rushing your thoughts, not rushing like to be anxious about what the future is going to hold, not being held back by your past. Um, just understanding that. Right. Um 
So, yeah, I really like this episode because I just like the idea and discussion around, like, what are these patterns? What are some specific things that we can catch ourselves doing? What, is that, what does that mean about us? What does it mean about how we really think and what we believe? Because it's really easy to say the things that you might know. Um, and then for a long time, I like, might not even known any of the things, things I'm talking about. But, like, now it's like, oh, I know these things. And yet, you know, I still know where I struggle, still have to catch things, still have to attempt to do them differently. Um, but, yes. Check out the book Attached. Think about your own patterns. Think about your styles. Um, and let's see what we can kind of do differently. Just one piece at a time. Yeah, hit us at Carly's Couch um, with one thing you can do differently this week. And if you're like, girl, I don't know, maybe a way you can be more present with yourself or in your relational choices, like, you know, what you're doing. So hit mm -hmm. us on all platforms. Let us know. Um, this week we do have a shout out. Um I met the founder, which I do not remember her name, but um, but I have her Instagram <laughs> on here of Unbothered Fashion. Well, uh, it's U-N-B-T-H-R-D Fashion um, on Instagram, and we'll link their Instagram account and also their website. But um, she is an Afro-Latina woman who wanted to be a fashion designer, and she like moved to New York and stuff, and then um, her and her husband launched their brand. And I actually have her shirt on today. It's so thick. Oh, cool. It's some nice quality Yeah, I love a good thick uh, t-shirt sweater. Ain't I, nothing worse than some And her, her goal is um, like real fashion. Like they want to build a fashion house and they want to get away from fast fashion. And so it's like really great quality t-shirt. It's embroidered. Um, it came in this cute little tote bag that's also, you know, not super cheap. And so shout out to them. If you're, you know, shopping small, shopping local, hit them up. Unbothered fashion. Cool. Um... Question of the week for everybody. Carly, first, I guess. How is your attachment style holding you back? Um, I don't know if I would say it's holding me back, but I think, um, as with anything, it could be keeping me from experiencing my relationship on a deeper level, like my intimate relationships on deeper levels. And so I'm going to challenge myself this week to notice when I'm, leaning into my more anxious attachment style and not advocating for what I need or asking for what I need or speaking up whenever I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't know if that answered the question, but that's kind of how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I think you did. Um, I would say my attachment style, a way my attachment style holds me back is by not, it by putting like, um, kind of a cover or kind of like not seeing secureness as a as more of a positive thing when mm. I do kind of see it um yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of still held back there as far as being okay and wanting yeah and being okay with um somebody who is like secure in a space where you know you shouldn't have to necessarily work for love or you don't want to have to work for it but and yet all my life, like all I know is like, you know, you get praise when you do things well or you can do it and do, 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 do all the time. Um, and, and then you, that becomes something you naturally like doing. Like we like doing things um, and working hard and accomplishing things. But a relationship doesn't necessarily have to be something that you have to be working um, to like to deserve in that part. Like, yes, it's work, but like not working to like receive it. Uh, to be to be loved, cared, and respected, and all those things. So I would think that um, just like being okay, like not having to do the most, mm 
Uh, which means probably shouldn't do the most in the first place. Mm. That's a whole word. That's going to be a clip for sure. So hit us mm. and let us know um, how your attachment style is holding you back. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for lis- listening. Mm. <laughs> thanks for listening. And enjoy dating. Bye, y'all. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Good luck. Bye. <laughs>